Welcome to Smart Investing in the United States. This is your host, Kevin Chambers. If your firm is thinking about expanding your operations to the United States, there is an agency in Washington, D.C. you need to know about. It offers a broad range of free services to foreign companies wanting to set up operations, perhaps wondering where to start. This organization is staffed with international investment experts, and one of them is here with me today to fill us in on what and how her agency, called Select USA, can help you. My guest today is Alev Gonet, a representative of Select USA, based in Washington, D.C. I'll be speaking with Alev about what Select USA is and how the organization helps foreign investors enter the United States market. Welcome to the program, Alev. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Select USA? Sure. Um, So I work uh, as part of a team of investment services uh, managers, and we manage relationships with uh, our two sets of clients. Uh, First sets are foreign investors, those companies located abroad that are looking to set up a U.S. presence. Um, And then also we work with our uh, domestic, state, and sub-state, meaning local, regional, uh, economic development organizations. And so um, I work with our counterparts overseas um, at the commercial service offices in supporting um, companies that they've identified. And then sometimes companies come to us directly. Um, and so I work with a specific region that is uh, internationally. I work with uh, the Scandinavian Nordic Baltic region, as well as Southern Europe, which includes um, Turkey, Italy, Spain, Portugal, and Greece. And so basically I help companies from those countries in answering questions they might have and guiding them through the process of setting up a U.S. presence. Can you tell us what a little bit more about Select USA? whether it's an agency or a program, and whether it's government or private sector? Sure. Select USA um, is a government uh, entity. It sits within the U.S. Department of Commerce uh, and within the International Trade Administration. Um, The International Trade Administration is all about driving um, U.S. business, uh, creating economic development and job creation for U.S. entities um, through exports as well as investments. So SelectUSA is the the program that um, handles the investment attraction portion. Uh, So it is a government entity. um, And then we, I mentioned, you know, SelectUSA has uh, a couple of sets of clients that it works with. Um, On the foreign investor side, uh, we work through our commercial service colleagues uh, located in consulates and embassies across the world in over 70 markets. And then uh, domestically, we work in supporting um, the states in and sub-state uh, economic development organization, organizations who are a big part of um, the business attraction component into their regions. 
And so we help them with structuring their FDI attraction strategies, as well as um, providing, you know, opportunities, platforms, vehicles for them to be able to meet with uh, foreign investors. Hmm. Now, those are the what's often called EDOs, correct? Correct. Okay. So EDOs um, are... Uh, like the backbone of economic development in this country. I know that in a lot of other countries, uh, economic development is is perhaps a bit more top-down. There's a lot more um, done at the national level in terms of driving things like incentives, identifying locations. In the U.S., it's a bit different. Things are so decentralized where, you know, with diff- 50 different states and in you know other territories, you're looking at different laws in each of those locations. If you are operating in one state, but you're also going to start operating in another, you need to be registered in both states. Um, so because things are so decentralized, a lot of support uh, comes from that local level, and we help companies kind of understand who they need to talk to and make connections at the local level. It hasn't been that long since the national government, the federal level, in the U.S. has had an investment promotion program. How long has Select USA been around? Select USA is pretty new. We uh, were established in 2011. Uh, our predecessor was uh, called Invest in America, and that was established in 2007. Um, But in 2011, the current administration kind of uh, repackaged things and really raised the profile um, of Select USA. We have had a budget, um, a congressional budget, for the last two years, in our third year. And um, so we're fairly new, but uh, at the same time, we've been doing quite a bit in uh, raising the profile and ensuring that companies really have a resource at the national level. We were, um, up until Select USA got started, really one of very few um, advanced economies that had not had an investment promotion agency. So I think that we've been doing quite a bit to create uh, value for companies and for the economic development organizations or the EDOs. From the point of view of a foreign investor, uh, mm-hmm. what what kind of help can Select USA offer to them? Um, a few different things. Uh, we work with companies of all sizes, um, the large scale companies, the multinationals. We're already global, you know, might already have some kind of internal uh, team, you know, corporate development team, uh, research analysts, uh, strategic planning that helps them to expand. We do work with multinationals. Um, we can help them supplement their uh, their their information, their research. We can help them, especially at the level of um, understanding the federal regulatory environment. Um, and then again, making connections with the necessary stakeholders at the local level. Um, a lot of the companies where we add most value are kind of the SMEs, so the small and medium-sized enterprises. 
we, uh, at, at a just rudimentary level, very basic le- level, can answer questions around how you get set up in the United States. What are the, what's the process? What are the procedures? What are the necessary steps? What are the different types of um, company uh, structuring I could use? You know, we'll provide information on, you know, what's um, a corporation versus an LLC uh, versus a partnership, that sort of thing. So we'll provide information at a very basic level, but we also, you know, where our most value is, is in providing more complex information. This could be, you know, a company wants to understand uh, where their eco, where the ecosystems are across the United States for their sector, where are the clusters, where they're going to be able to find the talent, the partners, the universities, their supply chain. Um, so when companies are doing their due diligence around, you know, where to locate their site, site selection, we can provide information that's driven by their criteria. And we'll use multiple resources for that. So really providing information, providing data that's going to drive companies to make their own decisions, uh, that's where we especially excel. Um, well, you have, a, you have a, a cluster mapping tool, I noticed, on your website. Um, mm-hmm. That seems to be a really helpful tool. It is. The cluster mapping tool is... Um, publicly available so anyone can go in there and play around with it it's got information on 51 um, traded clusters and then and then in addition to that 16 local clusters those are going to be clusters that um, are really driven at a local local level such as you know food and beverage restaurants uh, that sort of thing but the traded clusters so if you are in in food processing or you're in an oil and gas paper and packaging uh it whatever it might be you can go into any one of those um clusters and then there's going to be uh, a cluster dashboard it's going to give you you know various economic indicators like employment um the employment growth rate of that sector the annual wage the number of establishments the patent count the growth rate of all of those things that I just mentioned. So if I wanted to take a look at IT, for instance, and I wanted to look at metropolitan statistical areas that have a high level of specialization, um, I'm going to see a map of the United States where there's going to be, it's essentially like a heat map. So you see quite a bit of activity, you know, in the, in the West Coast, quite a bit in the Northeast um, and kind of in the Midwest, Great Lakes, eight area. Um, but I can change it and I can say, I want to see where highest number of, of employment is for that industry. It's going to give me a different looking map. And then if I, you know, just hover over, let's say for instance, Seattle, Washington, it's going to give me the employment amount. And then I can see what the average wage is in that metropolitan statistical area. So it's a really great tool for getting to know, uh, the clusters where they're located, um, what type of employment you're going to have there, and then the um, the wage rates in those areas. And then you can drill down and find regional information. So if I wanted to drill down on, let's say, the Seattle, Washington metropolitan area, for instance, I'd be able to find out, well, what's the GDP there? What's the GDP per capita? That sort of information. So it's a great public tool 
um, for others. So this is one tool that we use, but then we use um, some other resources that might be, that again, are also publicly available, but could be hard to find for someone who doesn't know where to look. But then also um, subscription-based databases as well that we can happily use on behalf of uh, inquiring investors, which I can go into a little bit more detail if you want. Question before you do that is: Is the mm-hmm. cluster mapping tool is that free? It is. It is free. Um, it was. It's. It's a great tool in the sense that you know it was created by our sister organization within the Department of Commerce, the um, Economic Development Administration, and Harvard Business School. Um, it is a free tool. You can go on it. It's clustermapping.us uh, and play around with it. Um, you mentioned other other tools. What what are some of the other ones? Sure. So to complement the cluster mapping information, again, when companies are really trying to understand um, the clusters, the sectors, the level of employment that they're going to find, wages, that sort of thing, we'll use other um, federal uh resources for that. Census Bureau, for instance, has um, really great information. We'll use the NAICS code, which is the uh, code, the North American industry standard for identifying sectors. We'll use those NAICS codes and through Census Bureau, be able to identify locations that um, might have you know, again, might be like the top 20 metropolitan statistical areas by that NICS code across the United States. And then it's going to give you uh, information on the number of people employed in that uh, area. We can go into the Bureau of Labor Statistics to find similar information. Again, we use the NICS code. It's going to give us a sense of where are the hot areas across the U.S. for those those sectors and product codes. It's going to give information on wages, so we'll complement, we just don't use the cluster mapping tool. We'll usually uh, provide an, um, a more comprehensive view uh, using a few different tools. And then a tool, you know, that we also use that might be more subscription, that is subscription-based, is going to give you information when, let's say you've identified and shortlisted three states or three c- counties or three cities that you're looking at, whatever the count may be, and you want information on, um, you want to now benchmark those locations. Well, we'll use uh, a database that can give you information on demographics in those areas. And that's not just going to be, you know, break down by gender and age, but that's also going to give you um, language abilities. So if you want to target areas your target area is going to be something that can support Spanish language because you're going to be exporting into Latin America, you know, we can give you a sense of what are the language abilities in those regions that you've shortlisted. Um, It's going to give you information on education levels in terms of, you know, degrees awarded, granted to students, enrollment ages, et cetera. There's going to be information on health um, but that's going to include pollution as well. It's not just, uh, you know, hospitals and health care, but it's going to give you um, information on air pollution ratings, water pollution ratings, et cetera, um, households and income. What's the average income in that location? Uh, what is the average housing rate in that location? You know, median gross rent, that sort of thing. Industries, taxes, transportation, utility costs, if you are 
doing a manufacturing facility or a data center and utility rates are going to be really important for you, we can help you identify utility rates and or identify transit corridors, you know, ports, logistics are going to be important, supports and airports and railroads, what's going to be in, uh, you know, let's say 120 mile vicinity of, of your um, office center where you are, we can help you identify all of those things, which can be a bit daunting for someone just getting started, especially if you're a small and medium-sized enterprise. Hmm. Well, that that's a lot of good data and a lot of free information. Once yeah. once the um, uh, prospective investor has narrowed down their search, then can you put them in touch with the uh, state or the city EDO? Yes, uh, that is, you know, it's it's in stages. We ha- we can follow the investor throughout the entire um, investment process. And, you know, at the very beginning, when we work with companies that are just starting out and we provide all of this information, they use it, they shortlist, et cetera, um, it, inevitably the question becomes, well, you know, we want to get started. Um, how do we get started in that local area? We want to register a company. We want to identify things like incentives or locations, um, free buildings, or if you're looking to initially just start out in kind of a co-locating area, uh, like a soft landing site, what are those? Those questions are going to be um, answered by the local economic development organizations. And so we will then make introductions for those investors to the, to the EDOs and can be as involved as necessary in that process as well. How would someone contact you? Can they contact you directly through the website, or can they contact yeah. you through the embassies overseas? Yeah, well, in all of those, the website is a great tool. The website is selectusa.commerce.gov. Um, that's going to give you information on resources. So some of the databases I mentioned, if you go to resources, you'll find reports there. You'll find FDI fact sheets. There'll be information on industries, uh, services, that sort of thing. But one of the great tools is when you click on contact us, there is a form that you can um, fill out to contact us. At the end, you know, you can also, of course, share my contact information with the with the group. But uh, generally speaking, you know, these questions come to us, they'll come to us through our website um, and various other forms, but usually actually come to us through the embassies and the consulates uh, in their own markets. So if you're talking to a Swedish company or a Norwegian company or a Brazilian company, that's going to go directly to the um, embassy uh, in Sao Paulo, in Stockholm, in Oslo, um, and then the various consulates, it gets routed to the right person, right? Mm. It eventually will get routed to someone within the commercial service. And we, as Select USA at headquarters, work very closely with the commercial service to support the investors. Well, as an investor, should I? is it better for me to work directly with Select USA, or is it better for me to go straight to the EDOs? Um, it depends on where you are in your process. We encourage people to come to us just because we want to make sure we're not missing anything that we can help you provide or help provide for you at the national level. If you haven't decided yet where you want to go, 
rather than reaching out to 25 different states, for instance, it might be beneficial to come to us and we, we talk and then we can get you the necessary information to help you uh, make the right decisions. Um, you know, we don't, we don't guide the, com- the company and say, you should go here, you should go there. We provide the tools, the research um, and the data that they in turn use to make the decision based on, you know, their, their own uh, business decision. So we want to make sure that you don't, you know, ov- overlook anything. That said, if you know, for instance, you want to go to Boise, Idaho, or Minneapolis, Minnesota, or whatever location across the United States, those are just examples, then you, and you already have a a sense of what type of activity you're going to do there, and you have very specific local questions, and you know who to reach out to locally, by all means, um, you know it, it makes sense to just go ahead and get in touch with the EDOs. But if you also, but if you know where you want to go, but you don't know who to talk to, again, reaching out to Select USA, we can put you in touch with the relevant people locally. Okay. Well, I noticed on on your website uh, that there's a Select USA Investment Summit coming mm-hmm. up, and it looks like you have one just about every year. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the summit is and when when is the next one? The summit is the Select USA Investment Summit. The next one is taking place here in Washington, D.C. in June. It's The dates are June 19th to the 21st. And this is the third summit that we've had. Um, it's our largest scale event that we organize. We do organize smaller events, and I'm happy to talk about that afterwards, actually. But this is an opportunity for companies from uh, across the globe to come to one location to identify you know, the resources and make the connections that they need to drive their investments forward. That happens in a few ways. One is having access to a trade show for um, the states, the, the, the various states and the sub-state EDOs are present. They will have booths at this trade show floor. So if you're interested in 10 states, five states, 15 states, territories, uh, tribal regions, et cetera, you'll have an opportunity to meet the economic development folks and understand more about their locations. So that is a huge plus. The second thing that there will be there is uh, a U.S. government pavilion. So this is an opportunity for you to come and ask questions from various uh, from representatives of various federal agencies. So we generally have someone there from the State Department. We'll have someone there from the Environmental Protection Agency. There might be someone from Department of Agriculture. So if you have questions around federal regulations for the FDA, for instance, that's you, you'll have an opportunity to talk to someone directly. So the connections you'll make at that level. But then another uh, great uh, component is just the access to the U.S. government officials and industry leaders that are there speaking during the various panels and plenaries. So the innovation advantage is the theme of this year's summit. That really is about highlighting uh, American leadership in R&D and just the innovative climate and just variety of resources available for foreign investors here in the United States. So um, there is a an agenda for the summit already on our website. You can visit the website, which is selectusa 
summit.us. So you can visit there to register, to learn information, to um, see the summit agenda. But just to give you an example, there are going to be sessions on um, workforce. So partnering to build the workforce of tomorrow. There's going to be a plenary on accessing capital and the future of funding. So this will be venture capital funding, crowdfunding platforms, how to utilize those as a foreign investor. And then also just, you know, questions on visas. There's going to be a session on agribusiness and food processing. There'll be, you know, sessions on using the U.S. as an export platform. So I invite and encourage people who are interested to visit the uh, website to see the summit agenda. That is an opportunity. We have, you know, representatives from SMEs, but also very large you know, multinationals, industrial leaders who will be speaking during these sessions. We also just very recently confirmed that President Obama will once again be providing the keynote address. So President Obama, Secretary Pritzker, and other cabinet-level secretaries will also be in attendance. So it's an opportunity to, you know, mingle and network with U.S. government officials, um, industry leaders from across the world, also to meet the economic development organizations and have your questions answered and just really learn about the United States and the, the, the process of investing in the United States. And I guess there will also be uh, other investors from around the world that, that attendees can talk to and kind of compare notes with. Absolutely. So just to give you a sense, um, at last year's summit, there was there were 2,600 people, um, half of whom were foreign firm participants that came from 70 plus markets worldwide. So it was it was it really is an international event. It's a global event, and just as you said, there are, there's an opportunity for folks to care um, to compare notes. But uh, this year we have slightly smaller capacity due to a different venue. It's about 2,300 per t- people. We do anticipate uh, to fill out again. We generally fill out and do have a wait list. So if anyone's interested, I encourage them to go ahead and apply to attend on the website. They need to hurry. Is that right? They need to hurry. Absolutely. So okay. we have. Uh, the, and just one thing to qualify the dates, the June 19th to the 21st, the 20th and 21st are main programming events. The 19th is what we call the Academy. Um, the Select USA Academy is an opportunity for both EDOs. There are two tracks. There's an EDO track as well as an investor track. It's an opportunity for foreign investors to really learn the basics. There will be sessions that help them understand what we call here the 101, the basics of investing in the United States. So the next track is for EDOs, and that track is going to be for, um, you know, EDOs that are just getting started in attracting FDI, what it takes, that sort of thing. The main program is Monday and Tuesday, and then the Sunday, the 19th, is that academy, which is a great opportunity for any investor who is maybe small and just getting started and wants to learn the basics. Sounds like a great event. Well, I think the services and the summits look like fantastic opportunities, especially for a foreign investor that uh, hasn't had any prior experience in getting into the U.S. market. Are there any other activities or events that are coming up that uh, people should know about? 
Yeah. So, um, we organize, uh, you know, in our day to day, we're working closely with the investors, but then we have these, um, events throughout the year that we work on. Um, we, uh, you know, in addition to our day to day work of working with, um, investors and cases, we have, uh, events throughout the year, events that we organize, but also existing large scale events that, um, trade shows and conferences that we will also, um, leverage to, to have our outreach. And one major example of that coming right up is the Hanover fair. Um, the U S is the partner country this year at the Hanover fair. And, uh, we have a very large presence planned. There will be over 300, um, U S companies there exhibiting, uh, and trying to make, you know, to identify potential partners, uh, for their, for their products and services. And then there will be over 75 state and sub-state EDOs, um, at Hanover as well at the investment pavilion. So there are a variety of events, um, lectures, conversations, discussions, roundtables, workshops, et cetera, that are taking place on the margins. But then there's going to be, um, uh, an investment pavilion with EDOs there as well. So we have a very large scale, um, presence there this year due to the partner country. Um, but then, so that's one example of how we will work with an existing event and piggyback on that existing event. Um, but then throughout the year, we'll have other investment missions. Um, these are usually roadshows. These take place in country, uh, in Sweden, in Norway, in uh, Denmark, and in the countries themselves, um, we will bring uh, a number of economic development organizations, usually somewhere between 10 and 15 EDOs, as well as service providers. So these are folks like um, immigration attorneys, uh, site selectors, just co general corporate uh, law firms um, who will come and uh, join something like a half-day investment seminar in, in market, um, in usually, you know, major cities, um, throughout these countries. And it's an opportunity for matchmaking. It's an opportunity for the investors to come and learn from, uh, the people who are speaking, learn from the, the attorneys and the service providers who will usually give an overview of what it means to apply for visas in the United States or, uh, you know, what it, what you need to take into consideration when you're identifying sites and doing site selection or what to take into consideration when you're trying to structure your business. So they get a lot of really valuable free in content. Um, but then they also have an opportunity to actually meet with EDOs to talk to them about, you know, investing in their localities so those roadshows um, will take place uh, throughout the year. We just had one in Japan and China. Late last year, there was one in India um, and one in Brazil, as well as the Nordic region. So we'll have a few throughout the year. Well, it's an amazing array of services that I think a lot of people don't know about yet, but hopefully... Those that are listening to the podcast will now know about it and take advantage of all these free services. Uh, the, fi the final question that I have for you is one I like to ask each guest, and that is, can you tell us what the most common mistakes that foreign investors make when investing in the U.S.? Uh, what, 
what mistakes have you seen most often? Um, I think the best way I can answer that question is uh, more framed around what I recommend investors to do, and that is to really learn and 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 research. Um, the United States is very different from from every other country. Really, um, we are a federalist environment. We have the equivalence of you could say some people say you know like it's almost like fifty different countries. Um, so uh, there's a lot of research that should be done in advance. Make sure you've got your due diligence right, um, and you probably, as an investor, want to. Uh, in the United States, anywhere, but you know, especially when you're getting started here, you want to get it right from the outset. Uh, and so, working with the experts um, will take you a long way. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, you know, when it comes to we we at Select USA will provide information, but then we can advise a company on how to do what they need to do. At that point, we it's best for a company to work with an expert. This might be an attorney. Um, this might be a select site selector. Um, if you get it right from the start, it's going to make it a lot easier than, um, maybe trying to go it alone if you're a smaller organization. Um, and then potentially, you know, maybe not selecting the best area for your business or, um, you know, maybe not choosing the right type of, um, structure for your, for your subsidiary. There are so many factors and we can't ever give one answer to how should, what's, how should I register? What should I be a corporation? Where should I register? Each expert will sit down with your particular case and go over all of the factors. What's most important to you? What's going to drive this decision for you? And, and customize a response accordingly. So I would say do your research, talk to the experts, and expect it to be really uh, customized to your particular case. There's no one answer that fits all. That's great advice, Lev. And it looks like there's lots of help available from Select USA. So we really appreciate you being with us today on the podcast. We hope uh, that some of our listeners can join us at the uh, Select USA Summit. We'd love to see them all there. Okay. Well, thanks, Alev. Thank you, Kevin. We've been speaking with Alev Ganey of Select USA in Washington, D.C. You can reach Alev and the team of Select USA investment specialists via the website at selectusa.com or by reaching out to the U.S. Commercial Service office at your nearest U.S. Embassy or consulate. Thank you for joining us on Smart Investing in the USA, a production of the U.S. Commercial Service office in Stockholm, Sweden. Until next time.